welcome to Be Simply This Is She, and I want to thank you for joining us today. We have special guest Kay for Kira. She is a powerful woman that is an advocate for men and uses beautiful art photography to command all our attention. Without further ado, let's dive in with Kira. I would like to welcome Kay for Kira today. Kira, I'm really excited to have this time to speak with you about a lot of topics. I would like to start by one, just welcoming you here, but also uh, asking you a question that leads about your art form, like the your passion around art, uh, the human body, and mm. uh, the creative expression, because that's where I, your photography and your images are what caught me, um, my attention and like brought me into your work. So I thought that'd be a good way to enter, dive in there, and then we'll uh, get into some of the deeper roots that are behind that uh, beautiful doorway into your work and your world. Sure, yeah, and thank you so much for uh, having me on your your podcast. This is a great opportunity to just connect and and you know bring out the authenticity and that's you know that's why I love your show and and um, so many other podcasts that are similar to yours and shows that you know really highlight um, the inner workings of, of the people that surround us on a daily basis so thank you so much for having me you're welcome to answer your question <laughs> uh, yeah yes the images uh, are very um, you know, it's, it's funny. I when, before I have to almost back up because it's it's been a uh, it's been like a journey through to what I've I've um, you know discovered about my passion and, and purpose in life, really. And um, you know, I, I come from two artists, um, and and from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You know, where it's hardworking, blue collar. Um, you know, very authentic, very humble, uh, and very compassionate people. Um, to where I live now in Los Angeles, <laughs> that's not exactly the same. <laughs> but you know, it's a it's a different type of energy. So you know, coming from uh, a background that had parents, when you know my my friends' uh, parents would take them to. McDonald's playground, you know, on like a random day or whatever, I would go to art museums and I would mm -hmm. go to, uh, you know, natural history museums and art galleries and art openings. I mean, that was my childhood was surrounded by art. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, the human body is to me a very creative space. And I was super shy. I mean, wouldn't be in front of a camera if it saved my life. I was incredibly shy growing up, and I just, and, but I was also a ballerina. Um, and the art form as it pertains to ballet and the movement is, is just absolutely breathtaking, you know, that you, you watch on um, the stage. And, and, you know, I was a ballerina for many years. And it just kind of morphed as I became uh, an adult and um, really explored my own. Uh, you know, way of, of moving and, and my own artistic form. And I never knew I, 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 I'm fortunate to my mother, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, draw worth, <laughs> worth anything. <laughs> I had no artistic bone in my entire body, you know, no. and she was like, no, you do. I was like, oh, and I just thought I was such a logical, uh, rational, unemotional, you know, I just thought I didn't have that artistic look at a canvas and draw something, you know, and I was always mm. so envious of people that could do that. And, um, you know, when I started, uh, my mom actually took me a photo photography of me. I would like dress up in a wedding gown that we would buy at an auction. And she was like, go twirl. And she would just be the photographer. And I, it was mm. fun. It was nothing, you know, and it just kind of morphed into, um, as an adult, you know, exploring that a little deeper. And, and, and then I started to get kind of good at it, 
when you do it enough and you do it every single day, um, yeah, you know, the, it just gets um, very artistic. And I was using just an iPhone. You know, I take, um, I personally take 99% of my own photography um, of myself. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, it's its own, I don't know, it's just kind of morphed into what it is. And then I just hit it for a while. It, it you know, because I worked in the corporate world and, um, you know, pe- posing fine art nude isn't exactly something you tell, you know, Google in your interview. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> not something they want to know. So, yeah. you know, I did it for fun. I didn't do it for any other reason but for private eyes only, you know. And um, I may have... <laughs> I always joke that I'm like, God, if my house ever burned down, I mean, I, the one thing I would steal out of it is my, all my hard drives because I have copious <laughs> amounts of hard drive. And, you know, they're not, it's not a porn type of image there. Um, I don't even w- know where the, the ideas come from out of my head, to be honest. And a lot of it I can't show. You know, it would be more of like right. opening art gallery and showing some a lot of it because Instagram obviously has their policies. But um, when I quit corporate, and trying to discover who I was, I realized that that was actually a bigger piece to me than I, I knew or cared to, to think about. And I was like, you know what? I can actually be who I want to be now. I don't have to be, um, I don't have to, I don't have to whitewash who I am. And, and I can now be the artistic person and I can, po- I can post any picture I want and not be fearful of, of losing my job. And I got into modeling, um, commercial modeling, after I had gotten done with corporate world, and I just, uh, it wasn't for me, you know, I did, I did it, you know, as a model, um, you're not supposed to have a voice, they don't, you're supposed to look a certain way, that's it, you know, and, and right. for me, I just was like, no, but I have, I have stuff I want to say, you know, I have, mm. I have, um, I have a, you know, I have a voice and, and I want to help people uh, through that voice. And I just couldn't figure out how to do that. And it's transpired to what it is now where, you know, I thought when I first started Key for Kira and my, my, my work as a men's advocate and, and I was so worried that uh, I was going to get hammered by a feminist, you know, and at that time me too had just kind of like, Hmm. became a whirlwind and here is this like woman out there putting up artistic nudes you know and talking about men's wellness you know and I could see where I would get hammered by women in general and then just feminists again you know and and I have yet to see that (laughs) so that fear-based reality is, is is incorrect and in fact it's just the opposite where um uh, you would think that the photos that I po- post and, and do and, and, and utilize as a way to uh, spread my message, uh, you would think I'd get like all these wildly inappropriate like penis pictures from men and all kinds of horrible, <laughs> you know, like the typical guy thing, you know, is like show <laughs> private, maybe she'll like it. You know, like that's just, that's just how... No idea. I haven't. I haven't quite gotten to that part of the men's wellness advocate part, where I'm like, "Hey guys, no more dick pics. It's weird, <laughs> you know." <laughs> but I actually, I actually have maybe received one. And every DM that I do get, I answer every single DM that I get. And That's and beautiful. I'd say maybe a 0.5 percent are inappropriate. I mean, if That's that, incredible. it's rare. It's super yeah. rare. <laughs> so you would think that... So you're saying I should get naked online because I get a lot of dick pics. <laughs> Random people. That's correct. That's correct. So if you bear it all, they have nothing, you know, they'll just be like, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So it's just, you know, and instead of get them having, wow, you're, you know, and I get the, the well, you're beautiful, but they're very respectful men. And I, yeah, and I always found that to be really interesting, and I, I still find that interesting because they, I've had, I had one guy say he's like, you know, I, I, I was pulled in by the images, 
but I stayed for the content. Mm. And in that case, yeah. it was very like, uh, that you get it. And then I realized the vast majority of men got it. You know, they were like, yeah. oh, I don't really see this as a sexualized thing. I see it as a way, it's a beautiful image of, a, of this woman. And, and then look at the message she's pushing out, you know, that I get to stay, look at this photography and then, and then read the actual content that, um, you know, may, may make a difference in someone's life. Absolutely. So, long-winded story. <laughs> no, it's um, beautiful. Well, you know, a similar, I spent a lot of time in art galleries and around art mm. all my life. And then my brother was a photographer and I have always loved photographing. And so your, your work shows, I'm like, this girl has, there's no way, these are easy setups. Uh, it's, you know, it's good that you can find your groove, but it takes a while to get a... <laughs> A good shot you know your lighting and all of that stuff mm. so there's definitely effort put into it and seen creatively so it's beautiful to witness thank you so and i love the juxtaposition of you know when you look closer which i always encourage people like look closer especially if something commands your attention through pleasant things or aversion like there's always something to be seen a little bit by examining from my perspective and process in life but what's what's fascinating is your advocacy for men which i really want to applaud and talk to you a little bit deeper about uh that where that all started where you uh it seems like there's a, a a good backstory there as far as your plight for men and the mistreatment of men and the mis how they're misunderstood uh and mm-hmm. sometimes I would even say nowadays they're encouraged to be what I would call pussified uh, because mm. a lot of women want to shape them into their girlfriend, but not really welcoming men to be men. Um, you know, right. from an indigenous standpoint, there are very traditional right. ro- roles. So you, you would never uh, question like some of the leaders I've had an opportunity to work with in the way that we do in the Western world. So if you can share a little right. bit about that plight or that, that backstory I'd love to hear that yeah absolutely uh you know when I um when I graduated college uh, you know I'm from Pittsburgh went to the University of Pittsburgh and um I was like I'm not staying in the city oh, one more iota <laughs> I gotta get out of here uh, I just felt stifling there and and I I packed my car up and and my dog in the front seat and I drove to LA and um I didn't have a job I had a place to live I didn't know anyone out here um, and I literally had like $200 in my wallet, you know, it's like the typical, I'm going to go to LA, you know, but my story was more like, I don't want to be an actress. I wasn't pursuing a Hollywood dream. It just was, I needed to explore myself and find myself. And I couldn't do it in a city that, um, is, is so insulated, you know, and, you know, growing up, um, my mom was basically like a single mom, I guess my dad wasn't really, you know, they were my brother and my sister had my dad, but when I was born, it was the marriage was already on the rocks in a big way. And um, so it was a lot of fighting growing up. You know, I was just um, just witnessed tons of fighting, you know, and never really saw what a true relationship is supposed to look like, a real um, natural uh, loving relationship between a man and a woman. When they were in the midst of their horrible divorce, um, you know, my mom is a very powerful woman, very strong, resilient, and feminist. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with both my hippies, or both my parents were hippies, you know? So, like, very strong in, in movements and what they believe, you know? And they instilled that in all three of us. And um, my mom used to tell me, and my sister, that, you know, you don't need a man. Uh, mm-hmm. Stand on your own. You you do not need a man, you know, and be the independent woman that you are. Be the strong, independent, no BS. I don't need you type of woman, and and that really and both my sister and I are very similar in that way, and that we then became very strong, independent women doing our own thing, not being held back by um, this belief that we needed to get married and have children. You know, and um, so instead of staying in Pittsburgh, I flitted off to um, 
LA and, and went right into corporate world and was in the corporate world for um, 12 years. I worked in, in the automotive industry, and which is all male. <laughs> so I yes. worked with men <laughs> consistently, you know. I understood men in a, in a different context than, I, I don't know, I think some women are able to just kind of like pacify or brush them off, whereas I really understood the things they would go through, even though I would just roll my eyes and be like, oh my God, these guys. I was like the typical girl at that point, you know, or the typical woman who was like, ugh. These guys are so ridiculous, you know, just what all the things that they would do. I almost found it hilarious how men acted. So I dealt with a lot of, uh, you know, all kinds of sexual endos and sexual rat. I mean, you know, who hasn't in this day and age? Um, right. To be honest, as a woman, I mean, it's, it's just part of growing up, you know, and being a woman is that you, you take that on. That's being, being a woman, you get sexually harassed, possibly sexually assaulted. You know, it's just... It, it, unfortunately, that's just the way, you know, as a child, you're brought up to be scared of, of strangers. Do you think they're talking about women? <laughs> you know, don't go right. near the guy with the scary van. It's always been a yeah. scary guy, you know, and as women yeah. were brought up with guys are kind of scary, you know. So in, in order to get a, around that, instead of becoming the docile little mouse, and doormat you become the super strong fierce don't fuck with me woman and that's who I became and that's who my my sister became and my mom still is you know I think all three of us are still but <laughs> I got married you know and and I realized uh, you know, I absolutely wore the pants in, in my relation in my marriage um, mm. you know I was in the corporate world I was making three times as much as he was and he was okay with that uh, I bought the house. I, I bought, I did everything. But the problem is then I did everything at home, you know? So it was like, it's fine if you make, you know, more money. It doesn't really matter. And it was never an issue. But then I felt like then I was doing everything. And I felt like he was almost the doormat that I could actually walk all over even though I didn't. It was just unattractive to me. And I couldn't understand why he he wouldn't just grow some balls and man up and be a man and take charge. The typical position of a man that, you, you're, that you're attracted to, you know, he was having depression and gaining weight. And I'm like, what the hell? This is like what, you, what women consider nowadays like man-child, which I can't stand that word now. But back then I was right. like, what is wrong with him? It was just un unattractive. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. I don't want a bad, this is like a bad roommate. <laughs> is what it was turning into, you know? And I'm like, I've only been married three years. I'm going to do a whole lifetime of this? Like, no, no, right. no. So we got divorced. I said, this isn't, I, I don't know what I signed up for, but no. <laughs> and yeah. he was like, okay. Uh, you could tell his ego was bruised, obviously, but he, easy divorce, signed, done. I'm, you know, I was living in Orange County at the time and I moved back to LA, continued with the corporate world. And, and then I had, uh, you know, I got my job at, at Google, still working with some very, very powerful men and very powerful women at the time. And, and I was surrounded by women who are very aggressive, way more the men than, than the men at, at Google. I mean, I mean the, the people that run Google are men, but really it's the women. I mean, they are like fierce badasses there. And, and you know, with women, um, there's a lot of competitiveness between women and men don't really understand this this aspect between women but it's always been a well sh is she better than you that's just how we're raised as, as women right the fierce like not talked about but we look at each other like am I prettier than her it's it's absolutely a, a, an unconscious type of thing that happens and um, it's really unfortunate and there's like the girl gangs and it's like oh and you talk crap about each other and it's 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 gross you know we don't women don't support women very well right. we actually put each other yep. down and, and that's terrible and um i don't know i just <laughs> the women at google were really fierce and really brutal to be honest and uh i i uh went through some very challenging times there and uh had three nervous breakdowns which 
as an employee at Google is not uncommon. Um, that's like a regular mm-hmm. thing, unfortunately. Uh, just so mental health is not um, really Rarity. something that they really care about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like feed the beast, make the machine. On the inside the or the outside. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You're a robot. Yeah, yeah, you're a robot. Yeah. So I finally quit and I had to find myself. I'm like, I this isn't me. I don't, I don't enjoy this anymore. I don't know who this is. I was in a relationship I didn't like. So I, you know, I quit Google and I quit a four-year relationship in the span of two days. I just had mm. like a massive midlife crisis, <clears throat> excuse me, that I was like, oh, I'm going to wipe this clean. And it's not even start a new chapter. It's like start a new book, you know? Mm. And I, I took time to reflect on who am I? What, tr- what is my purpose on this earth? Because I, I just went from college right into corporate life. You know, I was a ballerina before right. I went to college. So then I was, never really explored myself or explored what I wanted to do. I made a ton of money in corporate world, so I was like, well, why quit? But then you get to your mid-30s and you're like, I'm unfulfilled. I would come right. home making six figures from Google and be miserable. <laughs> So that whole like, oh, if I just made X amount of money, it's complete BS. You know, it's like money will not make you happy. Um, And I felt like there was just a bigger purpose in life for me than making tens of millions of dollars for companies. I just felt like there there was something innate that I needed to do. And I couldn't figure that out. So I took time. I really explored. I mean, I did some serious self-discovery I read tons of books um, and and I I came to the realization that you know I the reason why my relationships were failing so I, I looked at my professional life and my personal life and I and I couldn't understand why things weren't adding up you know and to me that meant that something needed to shift and I wanted to figure out what that was but in my personal life, I, I realized that the reason why my relationships were not working out and the reason why my marriage didn't work out was not because of him. It was because I was emasculating men. I was mm. so strong. I was the one who was like, they would open the door and I'd be like, no, no, I got it. Or they'd say, hey, mm. do you need help carrying those boxes? Nope, got it. How many, because I'm a strong woman and I don't need your freaking help. So I, <laughs> those types of like, those types of actions now are just cringeworthy to me. And I try and explain that to women. I'm like, you don't understand. That man, you're bursting his ego and his, his place and his role in the world. He wants to help. Right. Let him help. Because if you don't, you're going to have a guy that doesn't know his place in the world. You know? And I didn't understand any of this. And I, I finally came to the conclusion that, yeah, I, I am such a strong, independent, fierce, I don't need a man, that I've actually, uh, it's, it's done me a disservice in a bit in the sense that I just brushed off men and found them hilarious and right. goofy and like, you know, ridiculous. And, um, and then I started really, you know, I, I, I've always leaned, I always understood men a little bit better than women. I couldn't understand, you know, the typical emotional woman or like the girl gang. It was never me. So in a sense, you know, we both, we all have feminine and masculine energy, but I always leaned a little heavier toward, I just understood men a little better. Right. Um, and being in sales with men for so long, I got along with them and um, I knew I can control them a bit in a weird way. And I I hate saying that, but in the sense I could, you know, being so strong, I could like manipulate them. Right. And then I just had a break when I was, um, when I was, you know, going through my own personal journey and I was like, my God, you know, and I realized the position that men are in the position that women are in and the gender wars. And then me too happened. And Mm. I was like, uh, and then you, and then you saw, you know, all kinds of stuff going on. Like, no man could stand up and say anything. He right. was, Absolutely. he was vilified. Any, it's just shut up. It's not your time. Is basically yeah. what it was, you know. And I just felt like I'm looking at it, 
I had just gone through this personal journey and understanding my own role. And I was like, whoa. And it, and the society took like this massive shift where it was like female first, future is female. Women all of a sudden got on the soapbox and was like pushing the thumb down on men. And I was like, yeah. hey, that's not, that's not right. You know, because I had done that. And I saw what that had done for me. And I'm like, that's a terrible idea. You know, mm. the oppressed cannot then become the oppressor. That's not how you get right. equality. And Definitely. that's when I started into um, the men's advocacy. I just felt that they didn't, didn't have a voice at all. They were not allowed yeah. to talk. Uh, they were not allowed to ask questions. And uh, <laughs> it was like a flash where I was like, you know, when people say, oh, I'm doing my life purpose. I enjoy my work. I'm like, oh, give me a break. <laughs> not everybody enjoys their work, you know? Like, I made, yeah. I made good money at corporate. I did it because I made money. But now I can truly yeah. say, I wake up so happy and so blessed and so fulfilled. And it doesn't, and money doesn't even, even exist in my business. I don't even like, it's never been a concept of like, you know what would be a really good idea is to be a men's wellness advocate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that doesn't even, doesn't even make any sense. What does yeah. it mean? You know, I made that, yeah. I, I, I had to pave a path that didn't exist, Yeah. but I felt so a hundred percent into this and into this purpose and that I was like, well, this is it. And I've yeah. never strayed away from it because I was just like this, I've never felt so strongly about something in my entire life. And what I do is not a, um, and it's funny cause I always thought women would be like, oh, and get a little bristled and I would have friends who when I first started that really didn't understand they just really didn't right. they, they wouldn't talk about it you know they're like wait you worked at Google you were now you're like you're what you're men <laughs> you support men you know yeah. and I'm like yeah because they need a voice too and they matter men matter too yep. you know absolutely so, you know that was the journey into into where where it stands today Beautiful. And what a metamorphosis. <laughs> Congratulations. I know, it's like a little butterfly out of a cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Um, and if you can share a little bit for the listeners about the feedback from men that you've had, that you've had the opportunity to work with and advocate for, uh, to give us a sense of, you know, where their heart lies and all this, especially, you know, when we bring forth a movement like a Me Too, where it's really, in, from my perspective, um, really encouraging women to stay the victim. I, I was raped as a teen, so mm. I, I don't ever advocate for anyone staying the victim. And as you mentioned, right. being a woman, you're g gonna get professionally harassed. It's your choice how you wanna <laughs> deal yeah. with it, you know? So yeah. that that's, you know, an off, Everyone has the power of choice in those moments, how they want to handle it, and the freedom, you know, they're not, like, held in the way that maybe that we're portraying women as being right. held. So if you could share a little bit about, you know, the male response and what maybe they're afraid to say because they feel like they're not allowed to speak or be men, you know, be the way they are. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's just really interesting. I think the energy that I share with men is, uh, it sounds peculiar to say it, but they just feel comfortable. Like I'm like the next door neighbor, the community they don't have. Someone they can talk mm. to because no one else is listening. So, I mean, I like I mentioned earlier in the, in the show that, you know, um, I get like uh, upwards of like 500 to 600 Instagram DMs or Facebook messages a day. And I take every, mm. I take hours at a day and answer every single one of them because wow. that's an individual behind that message and they matter. Beautiful. You know, yeah. and, and they're always so appreciative. They're like, I'm just so shocked that you wrote me back. And, and, uh, you know, I've had, I've had moments where I've, I've, you know, uh, I've gotten into tears reading some of the things that I, I um, the messages I get from men in, in the sense that they're just, you feel really alone. 
Um, mm. You know, when, when boys grow up uh, and girls grow up, they grow up very differently, obviously. And in society, we place these roles on them. And for instance, you know, when a little girl falls off a bike, we're like, oh, run to her, band-aids, ice cream, are you okay? Pick her up, it's okay, you know, blah, blah, blah. When a boy falls off his bike, it's get up, you're fine, get back on the bike. And we think that's appropriate. <laughs> and then we wonder mm. why we have men who literally have no idea how to share their emotions. And right. I understand, I, <laughs> to me, that was so obnoxious when I was married. I was like, what is wrong with you? You know, like, I just <laughs> like, why can't you just be a human being and just tell me what's going on? Why are you depressed? Yeah. Why are you gaining weight? And for women, yeah. it's just like, not, it's like, oh my God. But we don't realize how boys are brought up. They literally do not know how to share emotions. They just don't know. Yeah. And for, for you and I, it's completely acceptable. It's like, oh, it's my time of month. I'm allowed to be this way. You know, right. a man is supposed to be the strong pillar that we all lean on. He is not supposed to be the guy who's like, oh, I'm feeling this way or I feel vulnerable. That's just, that's uncanny. That's odd, you know? And then all of a right. sudden we're like, hey, be vulnerable. So yeah, they're like, what? Wait. And then I hear women who are like, well, now he's being too vulnerable. So it's like, wait a second. So you're saying that you want a guy that's sensitive, but not too sensitive you want him not to be an asshole but to still have like a bad boy type of mentality because that's hot right. uh, like what is he supposed to be for you exactly <laughs> you know and that yeah it's i mean it's it's contradictory and and unfortunately that's the messages i get from men they're like i just don't know i don't know who i'm supposed to be anymore and right. and and then culture comes up with words like toxic masculinity and it's like, mm. I'm sorry, why is that okay? You know, right. you're, you're essentially saying that being a man is toxic. You've now put a negative yeah. connotation on being a man. How, how much more of a shove can we possibly do to men right now? <clears throat> you know, I mean, we have really yeah. shoved them off into their own dark corner and we're telling them here, just change. And it's like, that's, that's ridiculous. That's insane. You know, and that's not yeah. a, that. And on top of that, it's so wildly unhealthy, you know, and I deal with men who reach out and they say, you know, thank you so much for your messages. Um, I was going to commit suicide today, you know, and, oh. and it's like, my God, uh, of course yeah. I have to answer all of these messages. <laughs> these are men who are, <laughs> are going through mental breaks. You know, yeah, and absolutely. more than they realize. And when I'm talking to them, um, they really open up to a, a, a world that of I've never shared this with anyone. Um, I don't know where to go with this, you know, with these emotions. I, you know, a lot of times we feel more comfortable talking to a stranger, a perfect stranger, than we would our own right. family or friends. Yeah. You know, and that's why therapy works. You talk to a completely different stranger and they charge you 200 an hour, you know, <laughs> whereas for me, it's, yeah. it's like, it's like my role in the world to just be there and be like, just listen, you know, they just yeah. want someone to listen and women are like, no, 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 shh, quiet. It's my turn. It's been your turn for, <laughs> for decades. It's, it's our turn now, you know, and it's like, yeah, you're making a very unhealthy man, a very unhealthy man. Because you're telling him who he was and who society told him to be was wrong. And now we're yeah. telling him to change and be this. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know. Well, I don't even know what that looks like. You know? And then I now hear words like man child. And women are complaining that he's like, I'm having to mother him and, mm. you know, and, and help him do things. And now he's talking about his emotions I'm not his therapist I'm like oh my god do you not understand the destructiveness that you're doing when you say things like that you just told him to be vulnerable 
You know what I mean? And then in a guy's head, yeah. you have to imagine his head's exploding. Who's he supposed to yeah, be? And then absolutely. you have words like toxic ma- masculinity, and the guy's ego's shot to hell. And he hides it yeah. behind a mask and a wall of strong, I'm okay, when deep down he's actually having serious depression. Depression is um, 90% misdiagnosed in men because even in the medical field, it never shows the same symptoms as women. Um, Men are four times more likely to commit suicide than women in the U.S. Four times. Mm. Wow. I mean, that's not talked about because the future is female. (laughs) You know? I mean, can you imagine if a guy was walking down a street that said, uh, the future is men. I mean, he Mm. would get a, (laughs) he'd be on front page of CNN. But women are allowed to wear that stuff and think that that doesn't, those messages don't affect uh, your psyche. You know what I mean? I get what the message is saying, and I I get that it's not a literal term. However, we also don't realize how the brain takes in messages. So when a guy is walking down the street and he sees something like that, apparently there's a a company that sells, and it's pretty popular, a sweater that says men are trash. Oh, my gosh. And And you're walking around with that on, and then you're telling me, you don't know why you can't find a good guy? I mean, yeah. you've got to be kidding me. The pendulum has swung so hard, I'm here pu- trying to pull it back for, right. the, for all, all of our sakes, you know? As much absolutely, as I may absolutely. advocate for the help of, of men, I, it's underlying women get what I'm doing because it's like, oh, please help my guy because I don't know what is wrong with him. It's like, right. Yeah, but maybe it's you. It's a mirror that I'm putting up in front of the faces of everyone and saying, hey, take a look. You know, and men understand that. And that's the message that I get is that they feel forgotten. They don't have a support system. They don't have anyone fighting for them. Women have Oprah. They don't, we don't need another female voice, to be honest. (laughs) I mean, really. You know, you go online, oh God, you how many women's, you know, I mean, how many women's yeah. support groups are there? Uh, 800 million. Yeah. How many men's support groups are there? Um, yeah. There's like three and they're nonprofits. So where do men go to talk about this stuff? There yeah. isn't, there and isn't so, an outlet. Absolutely. Um, and so, and there seems to be some rising up a little bit like in more of the Oh gosh, new age communities. But again, mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of that. Uh, I, I was coming to a friend of mine. He does a lot of advocacy and men's work. But I'm like, his language is very much that I call it, for lack of better words, pussification of men. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, the, the balance between the yin and the yang within us, and then the outside and external world is. I think completely misunderstood at this point because you know at the like yeah. the victimization is being celebrated to a point where uh, really to weaken both the predator and quote unquote the victim not to evolve past even needing that to exist. Right. So for you um, in your passion, I hear it in your voice uh, and your work. Uh, where where have you? I mean, where do you feel this? is going like uh, where you're being pulled to even push the pendulum back further to um, in some of those reveals as you're speaking with men and working with men I assume and um, responding to them where where are you being directed to uh, place your attention yeah for sure it's a good question because um, you know this this field doesn't exist it's not (laughs) I mean it does and it doesn't because people go into life coaching them or one-on-one and I don't do that. Right. So I don't offer one-on-one sessions. I do it one-off. Like if I get a message and the person is asking advice, then I give advice. I'm not charging you for that. To me, it just seems asinine. And I get why life coaches do it and I'm not faulting them at all. I've gone to therapists. However, I just, it doesn't feel right to me. I feel like I'm just trying to help someone 
I'm not trying to profit off of them. However, I still also have to live in this material world right. and needing to pay rent and, and mortgage and all of that stuff, right? So it's, that's a really big struggle for me in terms of like how to find the balance between trying to push a message of like make empathy great again. You know, it truly that's what it comes down to and not, not turning into a sellout. You know, I'm still right. a very underdog. I don't want to be a Tony Robbins or an Oprah. Right. right. You know, um, I, I think for me, the pull that I'm seeing is, is one, women are now like thinking what I do is amazing, which is very interesting because I've watched the progression over just over a year of, I don't know, we've been doing it for a year, you know, of like women being silent to, wow, that's really important. So things are shifting very quickly and I love that. But now they're like, can you please write a guide on how I can support men? Because I have no idea how to support my my partner. And I'm like, Mm. oh. And it's true. I wish that when I was married or, or, you know, I wish I had a guide on how to do it. Like, why is he acting this way? You know? Right. (laughs) And and signs of depression in men. You know, women just have no idea. He's angry and bitter, but that may actually be depression. That's probably most likely depression, you know? And is he having a midlife crisis? So I'm being pulled into pushing the content out more into other areas. And, you know, um, and speaking engagements, you know, and getting out there, doing, being, being guests at at various events and, and pushing out that both men and women matter, you know, but Mm. we have to realize as women what we're doing in a society and how that affects men. And um, it's hard to argue with the foundation of make empathy great again, to be honest. And and I think that's why I've never really gotten any pushback Um, because everyone matters. And if you start a foundation of of what you do in your life work around compassion for each other. How can you, um, how can you argue with that? And you know, on top of that, I'm from Pittsburgh. I grew up with Fred, you know, Mr. Rogers neighborhood. He's an icon there. <laughs> I thought, he, I thought he was only shown in Pittsburgh. I thought that was like a, I didn't know he was national. I didn't know he's an international fit. We just in Pittsburgh thought he was just ours, you know? Right. And, <laughs> and I watched him every day. And if, you know, I'm not saying like the Mr. Rogers of the current, but, you know, his work had like a massive influence on me. You know, yep. it's just be kind, you know? Yep. I mean, in a world where empathy is going down and narcissism is going up and we're losing connection with one another and we're isolating ourselves and we're like, ah, oh, and we're feeling lonely, but we're not sure why. And we right. don't we can't communicate with one another. We, we're socially awkward. <laughs> you know, we, yep. we cannot call, <laughs> we, we can't have an argument with some, someone and still respect them. You know, I mean, yeah. everyone is so polarized and well, my idea is right and you're wrong. And it's like, when, when did that shift? Why can't we agree to disagree and be okay and still respect one another? You know? Yeah. So, well, so my which is very much a male trait, you know, that the masculine yeah. side of us can like, you know, I could punch you in the shoulder and you maybe punch me back. We wrestle a little bit and then we go like hang out and have a cup of coffee. Um, that right. exists, that ability exists in all of us, yet we've been taught not to utilize it. <laughs> oh, and everyone's ego is like through the roof. I mean, everyone's just going <laughs> to calm down a notch or two. And, you know, it's like, hey... My, I've always, every message I do is always around the same subliminal message of like, make empathy great again. You know, Mm. the cashier that you, you know, is kind of shitty to you this morning when you were buying, you know, your coffee. Yeah, maybe her, and she's like, you know, and you walk away and you're like, wow, she's kind of a bitch, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you have no idea what's going on in her life. No one's born an asshole. Guys aren't born assholes. Right. No one's born that way. There's everyone yeah. is going through something in their life that you know nothing about. And though that sounds yeah. like a fun meme to read, we don't actually ingest that and say, 
okay, the person that cut me off today didn't do it because he's vindictive against me. We, we're all like personally attacked and personally offended. It's like, hey, by the way, the world doesn't revolve around you. Like, open your eyes. Yeah. And they're, you know, like, I mean, come on. Like, the cashier is not angry at you. Maybe her father just died, you know, and she couldn't get off work. I mean, it's like, come on, open the perception just a little, like a crack, and go beyond your own nose and see that people right. have lives and we all are connected. So, Absolutely. you know, I, I believe firmly in, in karma. And, and it's funny because the westernized, um, view of karma is not the real definition of karma. It's like, oh, right. you had it, go get it, you know, karma's gonna yeah, get it, karma's a, a bitch. Like, that's yeah. not how, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. and I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, it's not like yeah. a, it's an action, punishment. not a, not a right. yeah, it's not a punishment or a reward. So, you know, I believe in all of that. I believe the actions that we take um, absolutely have a direct result of our own, of our own life. We're so consumed with how everyone else is, you know, what is this person doing? Judging everyone else? Hey, look in the mirror, maybe. And that's what I try to yeah. do. Is, and, 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 you know, the focus that I'm working on now is writing books. And I am writing and writing and writing and writing and writing. And I have so much content. It's like, I don't even know where to go with it. I have so much content, you know, and I'm turning them all into ebooks. I have, you know, and it's um, my first one that's coming out is, is, is titled Nothing. And it's a guide on how to ask and respond to the question, what's wrong? Mm. And, and it breaks it out by, by category. So, you know, coworker, beautiful family friend, <laughs> you know, and, and so you get saucy in there, stranger. Tara, I sense you have a really saucy side to you. <laughs> <laughs> It's like honestly a guide on how to be a human being because I think we've lost yeah. our way. You know what I mean? It's, you know, we're online yeah. so much that we're like, I don't know how to be a human. I need a guide on how to do this. Because how often yeah, do we say, absolutely. ask a partner, like, what's wrong? Nothing. You know? And it's not constructive and you get no feedback and then you turn into the nagging woman of yep. the guy that doesn't want to talk to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. how do you ask a simple question and get a more constructive response you know right. these aren't these aren't novels these are literally step how to you know and um that's what i feel is being pulled and then i'm you know a lot of the speaking um engagements you know my my favorite part of it is is women really recognizing it that this is going to help them <laughs> way beyond you know i mean very sublimely they're 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 understanding what i'm doing you know that right a healthy man goes a healthy society and and men are are needing some guidance you know yeah yeah that's beautiful and you're reminding me of like uh it used to be back in the day there was etiquette school kind of <laughs> so right you're maybe you're maybe providing i've read those. maybe you could go yes. back into google and teach them about etiquette <laughs> and human dynamics I mean, I, <laughs> well, right? I mean, it's funny because I just, you know, I worked corporate for so long and Google was like the pinnacle. I mean, that's, and I think it's really a valuable, it's a valuable lesson that I try to preach a lot where it's like, um, the grass is not always greener on the other side. And that always sounds like a, you know, oh, that's a cool poster that you look at while your cavity right. is being worked on in the dentist office, you know, but right. <laughs> really, it's not always greener on the other side. And you know, working at Google for me was the like, oh my God, the the heavens opened up. It's harder to get into Google than it is Harvard. I'm like, how the hell did I get into this company? It took five months right. of, you know, I mean, it is a grueling process to try and get into that place. And somehow they let me yeah. in, you know, and I'm like, oh, I made it. And now all of a sudden my yeah. life is going to be perfect now. And yeah. it went directly the opposite. Uh, a month and a half into working, I was assaulted, not from a Google employee, but I was I was raped at a bar, and that mm. spun the entire world around. I mean, it was just, yeah. oh, great, now everything's a disaster, and every, my world's falling apart. Like, why would this happen? You know? Right. But I look back, and I'm so appreciative, and it's hard for people to understand when I say I'm so appreciative for 
for what I had to go through with the rape, with the with uh, Google, because I would not be. I, I didn't grow up thinking I want to own my own business and be a men's wellness advocate. I grew up thinking I want to make <laughs> lots of money and have a four hundred one k and then retire. <laughs> you know, I don't want to own a company yeah. that sounds terrible. You know, yeah. this is not me, but it is me. You know, and absolutely. That's, that's what's the interesting part of it is like I think people need to realize that even the path that they never thought they'd ever take may actually be the path that you need to be open to and allow the universe to work in those weird, weird ways that we do not have a purview into, you know? Absolutely. Well, that's the divine orchestration of our karma, cause and effect that we paid long ago. Uh, yeah. And so it's such, such a beautiful, uh, if we can flow with some random journey that we don't really plan out in our planner it just right. unfolds because we, of efforts we took before here so and i oh, have a lot of you know it, when i was doing my exploration oh apologies um when i was doing my no, exploration no, myself i was um i started to get really into like numerology and life paths and um mm. really exploring all kinds of things i had never really explored you know and meditation and um I mean, all of that stuff was eye-opening for me. Um, you know, my parents were hippies, but it's not like they taught us meditation, you know? I mean, right. um, I mean, it was game-changing for me to silence the noise and find and be in the present and not be so consumed with the past and not be so consumed with the future, but only live in the right now. You know, and that is so hard. So I got really into numerology and, and learned that I was a life path number nine. You know, mm. and, and I was like, oh, and I read it and I was like, what the hell? I don't want to be humanitarian. <laughs> I was so disappointed when I clicked Google. I'm like, I'm like, this is going to be the answer. I'm going to read my life path. It's going to tell me what I should do. A veterinarian or a doctor? What, I should, what should I do? And I read life path and I'm at 27.9 and I'm like, what the hell? I'm supposed to help people? No. Yeah, I love it. I was so disappointed. So disappointed. And then... And then, you know, fast forward a year and a half later, what am I doing? You know, and it's like, yep. it's hilarious to me how the universe works. It just truly is like, it's comical <laughs> at times, you know? Well, I think it's uh, beautiful. Um, and I hope you do have like an, a saucy version of the books you're writing. <laughs> the oh, things we oh, want to say. <laughs> but don't. Yes. But, but don't. <laughs> Which might be <laughs> helpful right. to society. <laughs> I actually have a men. I have a survival guide for men. That's a Boy Scout guide that's coming out, and it's literally a step two of like how not to rape women, how not to drug your date, how not, and it's and it's a light humor. It's like a bathroom yeah. book where it's just light humor, yeah. you know. But it also gives Absolutely. them like how not to be creepy, you know, because yeah. guys are just they don't know, you know. I have like a survival essential kit of like make sure you have kleenex in case you know there's tears make sure you like just we need to yeah. bring a little bit of humor back in the world we're all a little little stuffed up with like everything going on we need to find the joy again and that and that book is i mean i have several books going on right now so that one is, yeah. is the joy of like just just find the lightness in life you know not everything has to be so gloom and doom you know absolutely um, oh yeah <laughs> yeah so I that's love a it. good one <laughs> good when are these books coming out yes that's always the inquiry minds want to know <laughs> my boyfriend's been asking is like why is it taking so long and it's so funny because my father's a writer so you know it's like he doesn't write books he's a newspaper reporter but I you know so it's a little faster in the process but um, I would say the first one would be the ebook for the nothing, the Boy Scout handbook on post me to dating for men on survival guide is going to be uh, hardback. So, um, and I'm having it illustrated. So, uh, it's going to be you know, like a true Boy Scout handbook. Um, the ebook should be coming out, um, very shortly in, in, uh, by the end of February early March it's, it's very close yes so and then it's um and then continuing with um speaking engagements and just 
you know, I never want to get too big that I can't just stop and listen to, to someone, Joe Schmo, that wants to tell me about what's going on in their life. You know, I always want to have that connection with everyone. And, um, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing the, the underdog work, you know, I mean, I could absolutely take this a different direction and, but, um, it's just not that path. I, I want to fight for the, the little guys that don't have a voice. You know, and yeah, um, and help you're the Mr. Rogers 2.0. Ah, who who poses? <laughs> who Make it. You're, you're like Mr. Poses. Rogers in the blue dress on the floor. So, correct. <laughs> <Correct. laughs> oh, who's Mr. Who's Mr. McFeely then? At that point, I wonder. <laughs> oh, Actually, you know that's a genius idea. I just thought of a. I get so I get these flashes in my head of like um, of photography shoots, and then I'll just do them like my donut shoot. I'm like I want to lay out bed of donuts, just like American Beauty, like the movie poster, yeah. like donuts. Yeah. So it's American yeah, donuts. I love it. So I did that, you know. And I actually just thought of something that would be really fascinating. I love uh, I'm not going to even say it, but it may have to do with Mr. Rogers and do a photo shoot. I love it. Or, yeah, well, your your sentiment is very much, you know, like that in the sense that you are caring and taking the time to really respond to humanity, uh, mano y mano, which is really beautiful. So uh, that that effort will take you many places, uh, much deeper than you know a few canned it all. Um, <laughs> and broadcast from a major <laughs> network, you know. But you you could do that too. You never know. So yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I mean, I I, I think I, of it as like a Gary V. He's got like a nice. I believe I watch yeah. some of the stuff, and some of the stuff I think it's a little too harsh. But I like his his mentality of like the blue collar. Call me up anytime. Text me. I'm here. Yep. You know, and it, yep. it's someone you feel you can approach. And I love that. And I love being that person. Well, however else, anything else transpires in my business is, will happen. The path will, will show itself and it'll just be there. I'm not so consumed with that. I'm just doing the work that I, I, I feel is, is needed right now for, for basic humanity. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, I, I appreciate your efforts uh, and enjoy seeing your creative expression and really look forward. What I'd love to do is once your book, book books are ready for launch, we'll yeah. have you back on and shine a light and spread the word. Uh, I'd love that. Exciting. Yeah. So um, if you can give a shout out for your website where they can find you, we'll put the link yes. below. But yeah, paperkira.com, and then uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I also have my own podcast that I'm a co-host, which is Launch Radio. Um, it's a combination of AI plus humanity. I'm the humanity side. <laughs> and, Beautiful. Uh, yes, yeah, so K for Kira, and then Instagram is K underscore four, F-O-R underscore Kira, K-I-R-A. Beautiful. Well, I really appreciate your candor and your way and I applaud you for finding your way uh, in the world with uh, great courage it takes a lot to go through everything you went through and serve it which is beautiful Kira thank you so much I really appreciate it and thank you so much for having me on the show it was great and I, I absolutely love the mission of, of what you do I think it's outstanding oh thank you Once again, I want to thank Kira for joining us today and for you taking the time to listen to our conversation as inspired. Take a moment, connect to the links below, and we will definitely be having Kira back to shine a light on our new books as they become available to all of us. Until next time, this is she signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and namaste. Be simply 